Olympian again, heart of the community, and the under-20s player was man of the match after 790 days without a game, in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty to pack in, hearing how rugby coming out of lockdown can make a real difference. Also loads in the under-20s who started their Six Nations campaign in Cardiff with a good win over Italy in difficult conditions. But we'll start with Jack's Joyce, a Welsh representative going to the Olympics in a few weeks' time for the Rugby Sevens, with the shiniest medal on her mind. So, how did she feel to be selected? Yeah, like buzzing. I don't think it's sunk in quite yet, but we've got our kit fit in tomorrow, which will be really exciting. I think no matter how well you think you've been training or playing, I think there's always that element of you don't actually know if your name's going to be on it. And the competition here has been insane. So you just, yeah, didn't know which way it was gone. So it was more of a relief rather than a joy when I, when I see my name. <laughs> Were you more or less nervous this time compared to last time round? Yeah, I think I'm in a completely different kind of situation and mindset now. Like four years ago, I was kind of just a new girl, like just kind of a wild card type thing. We just go and kind of just enjoyed every moment type thing. And I'm going to enjoy every moment of this now. But I think there's going to be a lot more pressure on me as an individual and potentially to go out there and perform. People kind of know who I am as I don't know how that sounds. But now. So, yeah, but I'm like so looking forward to it. It's it's going to be an amazing experience again. Obviously, only three of us who are in the squad now who went to the last one. So that in itself, I think, puts pressure on us as individuals to, to kind of lead that and, and be the players that have had the experience before. So, yeah, it's just it's such an exciting time ahead. How big are this year's Olympics for you? Oh, yeah, it's massive. And to be selected, it, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a relief. But it's also I've trained for the last, well, five years for this now. Like everything I've done has been for this moment. So to finally kind of have my name on the team sheet and to be going to my second Olympics is just second dream come true as as such and it's almost worthwhile everything that I've done over the last five years like what I've eaten what I've drinking what I've trained not seeing my family it's all come down to this this moment and yeah it's all worth it. What are you most looking forward to maybe is it taking a different role in the squad? Like you said you nailed it on the head with that one Um, I potentially am taking a different role this time to four years ago like I said, four years ago, I was just, yeah, like a wild card type thing. I, I was really lucky to be there. I think it must have been a really tight call between me and a potentially a different player. Whereas this time around, I think I'm hoping to be starting to, I, I told the coach as well that I want to win gold and make the dream team. So that's kind of my goal this time. I think four or five years ago, that it was just to like get some minutes type thing. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to the whole part of it. And the group of girls we've got at the moment are literally fantastic. Like we have such a good time. Like training not training it's just such a good environment to be in and that's what makes it so much fun to be here so definitely doing it with with the group of girls I'm, I'm with now is is going to be a yeah, hell of an experience what about the support you've had in Welsh rugby along the way that's helped you get to where you are now yeah the support has been fantastic and it, it comes from everyone it comes from family it comes from like just rugby players in Wales it comes from coaches there is support everywhere and I think from being the only Welsh contingent in the squad, you just kind of get it all. So, yeah, like you said, Richie Pugh was four years ago was like, he literally was fantastic up there. And um, Warren at the moment, he's great, like always texting how it's going and, and everything like that. So 
obviously your parents and, and Alicia are fantastic anyway. They they support you all the way through. But I think what's going to get us through kind of out there having not having Team GB supporters, not Wales supporters out there, is what we see on social media type things and, and how they relate that support through us. And I'm sure it's going to be absolutely fantastic because it is going to be sad and quite gutting that we're not going to have our friends and families out there, but completely understand why why that can't happen. So best wishes to Jazz Joyce at the Olympics and remember all that social media positivity could help her bring back gold. On to the return of rugby in the community and in a way that can be more than just a sport. Liz Jones went along to the west of Cardiff to find out more from one of the key participants involved. Liam McKay, chairman of Kyrie RFC. So we're at Windsor Clive Primary in Ely. A primary school project that's been funded by the Kyrie Neely Sports Trust. So it's a partnership between ourselves, um, the Welsh Rugby Union, uh, and Cardiff West High School. So our rugby hub officer is sort of engaging with 90 odd kids a week, engaging in some of our toughest schools, some with really high free school meals and pupil deprivation. So opening our eyes basically to our sport and the, the sport that we know can change lives. So George, our hub officer, has been amazing really in using some of the apprentices and he's also using some of the pupils at the high school, putting them through rugby leaders to make it more sustainable once the programme moves on to more schools. We've purchased all the kits, so we've got rugby balls, cones and bibs for each school to continue the project. Again, looking at the sustainability of the project and also rugby boots or footwear. So. If any child wants to come down to our club or go to Glamorgan Wanderers, the newly formed junior section there, there's no barrier really to them taking part to Sunday sport, doorstep sport, free or at very low cost to families. And you've already seen the impact of this as a club? Yes, uh, and I know Glamorgan Wanderers have too. We've increased our numbers, not as much as we'd like to. We've still got space for more, but slowly but surely we're drip feeding some of these young people. You know, we're, we're sort of engaging with the young people and the kids at the moment. It's about making the families aware that things are open and inclusive to all and there isn't any barriers to them coming along so we'll still keep pushing on our social medias and um, the school have been great using seesaw to let, let the parents know how things have gone i know the schools are really really happy with how things have gone the teachers are, are, are similar and you can just hear the cheers in the background the kids are, are really loving the project and you know coming out of lockdown and coming out of covid regardless of the club stuff it's just been great just to see kids running around and and enjoying themselves and luckily we've got a bit of sun as well so can you tell me a bit more about your background and your, you know, the passion that drives you to want to do this? Yeah, so rugby in a way was was sort of a second chance for myself. So I took part in a School of Hard Knocks programme where rugby sort of helped me get back on track with, with my life, if you like, and my sort of career and just life in general. So our sort of motto with the club and the trust is more than rugby or more than sport so we want to offer more than just a Sunday afternoon we want to give real life opportunities to some of these young people and families and bring people together as a community to help each other um, rugby gave me a second chance we want this to be a first chance for some young people and really take everything the sport offers in the first instance and hopefully we can unearth some talent but more than anything the kids can get some of the attributes out of it so the teamwork and just the rugby ethic if you like and hope to instill in some of these young people and if it assists one person out of the 50 odd we've worked with this morning then that's a win for us it's been a tough one with covid and stuff but hopefully now we're on a these kids can get onto a path basically where sport can be the driver really for for ambition and 
and inspiration really to to push on with their lives and and make something of themselves you know they're, they're only young kids they've got another you know 78 odd years to fulfill their potential and hopefully the sport can be a bit of a vehicle for them listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So that sounds a great scheme and good to see all these things getting back up and running. It's also been good to see the start of the under-26 nations in Cardiff, the first of five triple headers which included Wales easing to an impressive win over Italy in terrible conditions. So what pleased coach Johan Cunningham? Getting that 80 minutes under our belt and the cohesion in the group and uh, the connections in some of those positions was important and it's always nice to get the win that we can build on this week. Many would have had very little, if none at all, uh, you know, competitive rugby. There's been no semi-pro rugby. How difficult was it to get going? Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. We always knew that. Um, but credit to the group. They stepped up when they needed to. Um, I think early on, Italy had a lot of possession and territory. They were camped close to our try line and and the boys dug in there and we came out uh, without conceding so we could see us growing into the game, which is great for us. Weather and discipline were factors, uh, which made it a bit disjointed at times. Yeah, 100%. We spoke uh, a lot about our discipline in our review, talking about sort of giving Italy piggyback penalties, and which is something we, we have to iron out in our game. But then what was pleasing was the way I felt we managed the game, especially in that second half where the weather deteriorated a bit. We found a way to win through uh, scoreboard pressure and, and managing the kicking game. Word has to go out to Sam Costello, 18 points. Harry Deves as well, man of the match performance. In terms of Sam, how important is it that he's already had one year at this age group under his belt? I mean, I mean we remember him going through the card last year against England. Yeah, it's huge, um, not only on the field, but what he brings to us in our environment is massive, just that experience he's got and composure in key moments. Like he slotted a lovely drop goal. The skill he showed there, he picked the ball up off his toes and, and slotted that drop goal, which is brilliant. And yeah, the boys are, are enjoying working with him and, and learning off him as well from the experiences he picked up last year, but also from his involvement with the Scarlets this year. Yo, and you look to have a gem on your hands in uh, young Harry Deves. Yeah, he's a very good player. But he's also keen to learn and get better. I think that's the most important thing learning to deliver and back up performances. That's the learning he's, he's showing and he's, he's keen to do that. And um, just really looking forward to seeing him going again um, this week. Homing in on Harry Williams. For a lad who's 18, I thought his, his performance was was quite startling, really, the maturity. Yeah, agree. You know, he is very mature for his age. And, um, you know, the biggest thing about him, he, he wants to learn a lot and he's asking a lot of questions, which is really good shows that he's got a hunger to get better and I thought he performed really well last Saturday and hopefully he can back those performances up for a young player understanding what it takes to to back up a big performance with another performance is part of that learning curve just wondering from the Ireland game which one do you pay more attention to the first half or the second half because they were very different against Scotland weren't they yes agree Uh, obviously the red card had a big influence in the game after the red card you know Scotland sort of Looking at themselves, didn't quite uh, react after that, and Ireland grew from that opportunity. But I thought Scotland showed some opportunities where they threatened Ireland a lot in our first half. So we've looked at that as potential um, opportunities for us as well. Harry Deves, I I thought that was an exceptional performance. In terms of a young player making an impression at that age, I thought he was comparable to the likes of Warburton at that age and people coming through, Tipperick just after. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, everyone's talking about about him. You know, and everyone's going, "Wow, you know, who's this? Who's this player?" And especially with the the bright yellow head guard, you know, he, he catches the eye and and he deserves it. He, he throws everything into the game. His stats are through the roof, from tackle completion to rucks to ball carries to contacts hit. So he's yeah, he doesn't leave anything out there. He's great to watch him play, and he's got a big future. So there are lots of ticks in terms of the game management and the weather conditions you had. The weather's looking a lot better for, for Friday. So can we expect a different type of game? 100%. It's a great opportunity with better conditions to express ourselves and put in a game plan that we wanted to do against Italy, which we couldn't quite do. But this week, we do want to go a bit wider and give our back three some more ball, which we couldn't manage to do against Italy, and allow them to express themselves and play with speed. Uh, you know, that's one of our go-tos that we like to play with speed so hopefully we'll see it on uh, Friday and that would be good to see man of the match against Italy was flanker Harry Deves a wonderful performance especially after more than two years without a game he's got an interesting background playing as a wing or centre before moving to the back row also playing rugby league when coming through the ranks it used to be a team called South Wales Barbados all the boys from the local area and Sam Costello was in there and Johan Evans well, we've done quite a lot. We did at under-15s. We, we beat the teams under-17s and stuff. Harry, you weren't playing as a flanker at that stage. You were playing out in the backs. Describe that. In Union, yeah. I've been a, a winger slash fullback slash centre since um, well, up until under-16s. I changed two years ago and sort of seven. I always had the intentions of playing seven, but I was never a seven back then. So how did that change take place? I went to college with the intentions of playing number seven, but the captain was seven, so I played my first years a lot of centre and stuff. And then midway first through the first year of college, I changed the open side. Were you looking at it thinking, I just want to be more involved in this? I want to, I want to be where those forwards are. I just used to chase frocks as a as a back. Like, do you play for Bridgend, Harry, or Ponty Greenwood? Uh, I am a Bridgend player, but I never had the opportunity due to my injury last year to to play for Bridgend. And then when the opportunity came, you know, COVID struck, so we had a year because of that, and I was just waiting for an opportunity. Saying on social media, you'd missed something like 700-odd days? Yeah, 790 days, yeah. My last game was was for Wales 18s. That must have been murder for you, really. Ah, Yeah, it was tough. Very tough. No purpose. Some performance from yourself personally. How, how was it just first of all, after all this time, just, just to get a run out for the 20s? Yeah, thank you. It was, uh, it was brilliant to get back out there. It was awesome to get a game after so long. You know, we had one warm-up game before, so it was, it was nice to have a hit out and refresh you to get a win. Describe the last two years for you, because it's obviously been very interrupted, but what have you been doing to keep sharp and to try and maintain your development? Well, I had a year off injured and then a year because of COVID. So I was quite lucky personally because we're all in a similar position. You know, boys, 15 months, no games because of COVID. So we're just coming back to our, our own now. But obviously, yeah, I've just trained hard, really, and try to get back fit and get back playing whenever the opportunity come. They often say a couple of weeks out, it's hard to get the timing right at a, at a breakdown. You seem to do that pretty naturally. What have you been doing to practice stuff like that you know two weeks is a problem you've had two years breakdown work and stuff like that and just we've had a lot of training games and stuff like that we've only had one warm-up game where we had the opportunity we're definitely ready our coaches made us prepared for anything that come at us 
we've done live sessions and stuff like that, so we just apply ourselves in them, really. One of the players who has had a few matches is Joe Hawkins, the Osprey centre who made an impression in their midfield this season. So what have the last 18 months been like for him? You know, it has been tough, especially around March, April last year, where we were training on our own at the house and stuff. To be honest, it's just been nice to be back in around a rugby environment. And luckily, like, you know, obviously the senior stuff's kicked off a little bit earlier than some of the other stuff. So I've been going for quite a while now, but, you know, it's been enjoyable. Have you been having conversations with Toby and, and the rest? And have they almost been pushing you more at that level because the other alternatives aren't there? Yeah, definitely. I think things have def- been moved along a lot faster than maybe they would have before. But, you know, that's only benefited me and, you know, I'm happy with that. For all the players that are missing action, the regions that have decided to put their 19-year-olds into the squad, it seems to have paid dividends. You look at the likes of an Iron Owen at the Dragons and various other people around that age group. Is that something that you're all pretty conscious of? A lot of time, boys just need an opportunity to show what they've got. And older boys usually, you know, get the nod. But this situation has given the opportunity for us to get a chance and get a run out. In the second half, when Ireland, they're up against 14 men, of course, but, you know, they're 13, they're 15, became quite effective strike runners. What did you make of, of their performance? Or do you look more at the first half where Scotland seemed to be able to control them a lot more? I think um, we probably look a bit more at the first half, to be honest, where it's 15 v 15. You know, Scotland having to work hard going into that second half with a man down, probably tiring a little bit, which gives the Island boys a chance to come into the game. But, you know, we know they're a good side and it's going to be tough on Friday. And we always ask about looking forward, what happens after the Six Nations. But I suppose for you, because you did have the development last season, it's pretty plain where you're going, where you want to go. You just want more of the same, do you? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I'm just, you know, focusing on this, but looking forward to a bit of uh, time off as well, to be honest. Because uh, I think first day of pre-season last year was the 6th of July. So by the time, obviously, the Six Nations is finished, it would have been over a year. For you know, been a long old season. But uh, yeah, definitely looking to have more of the same next season. Playing quite a lot of senior rugby, really, this season. How much have you benefited from that? Oh, loads. I think just physically playing against the bigger boys. You know, you got to front up and you know make sure you can compete at that level. But just. Mentally as well, I think, being around a lot of the boys like Owen Watkin and Scott Williams, preparation for games, reviewing games and stuff, is a lot of the off-field stuff that you benefit from, I think, more than on the field as well. Who's the toughest opponent, Joe, that you face this season? I think it'd probably be Bundyaki out in Carnot wow. just before I come in uh, to 20s camp. I bet that was an experience. Yeah, no, it was, to be fair, but... Um, you know, obviously nervous, you know, you've just been picked uh, on the Lions tour, but that's the sort of, you know, competition you want in it to get better. And I think it definitely gives you confidence playing against him the week before coming into 20s. Gives you the confidence to go out there and impose yourself on games. Yeah? What does your dad, David, you know, ex-rugby player himself, what does he think of your progress? And does he give you much advice along the way? I think, you know, obviously he's happy with the way things are going. And he does uh, give advice, where, but these days it's probably more off the pitch. 
like he used to coach me when I was younger and, you know, obviously he'd give advice on the pitch, but he knows things are taken care of, that side of things, you know, because we got quality coaches. So he just making sure we're off the pitch, you know, I'm doing the right things. You face people like Bundyaki. I mean, when you've played at that level and then you come into the 20s, is there, is there more of an onus on you because you've you, you played senior rugby to sort of be a bit more of a leader in the back line as you feel a bit more pressure having sort of because a lot of guys obviously have another chance to play because of COVID and stuff yeah I think there is a little bit of expectation but I think I probably put that on myself rather than like the coaches putting it on me like you know I want to come in and help the team and like lead with my experience from being with the Ospreys but I think it's quite enjoyable as well like helping the boys around you but obviously trying to better yourself as well when you were growing up and playing junior rugby, was there any um, any players that you looked up to? Any players that you you know maybe um, thought you you'd want to sort of take a bit from the game and add to yours? I think I've always liked a little bit of Sonny Bill Williams mm. and Jonathan Davis, but I think mostly to be honest, when I was growing up. I always used to go and watch my old man play, and I know he was half tidy rugby player, so I always just uh, used to you know want to be like him really. Yeah, so we can look forward to the cat flap offloads uh, this uh, this Friday for me then. Yeah, maybe if there's a chance. And best of luck to Wales under 20s and Friday evening against Ireland. We'll be looking ahead to the start of the summer internationals against Canada next week. So plenty to look forward to on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>